a podcast by Neutral Voices Media Group, NV in Depth. Thank you for joining us. We are actually talking about men cancer. Yes. It makes sense because we've been talking about the different types of cancer yes. uh, all month. So if you have missed any of those episodes and you want to search them out on YouTube. Yes, yes. Anyway, so men at cancer. There's a lot of different ones. We've already covered some. So let's talk about the most common and then get into some of the ones that we have not talked about. Yeah. Well, the most common we can and we um, reviewed the one, the most common is um, prostate cancer, you know, and colon cancer. But for men, um, they say colorectal cancer, because we, as we said, there are two houses on the same block. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're not the same, but they're so closely related that those are, you know, two of the most common. Right. But also, um Another most common is in the you know male region is testicular cancer. You know, one in two hundred and fifty men will develop testicular cancer. And if you know Lance Armstrong, he had a, mm-hmm. a bout, a couple of bouts with that, and you were talking about that. I um, mean, then you know, um, lung cancer really affects men more than it does women. Oh. You know, um, and then, you know, urethral cancer. Women can get it, too, but it affects yeah. men a lot more. You know, urethral um, cancer is another one that affects men. Would a lot that more one be connected women. or maybe not? I was thinking bladder. No, bladder cancer is another one that, okay. you know, that affects. But, you know, urethral is the, you know, the shaft in which, you know. Mm-hmm. It's inside the penis, and I can't say it any other. <laughs> Clean well, away. we don't keep it straight because <laughs> that's know, the only was, way we can. Ed- that's how yeah. come I was seeing. I didn't know if it was connected yeah. to the bladder cancer yeah, yeah, because no. because of that. So yeah, I was trying to think of it. No, we just gonna keep yeah. it real. Okay. Listen, this is neutral voices. We believe in helping our community, and we 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 just gotta say it right, like it right. is. It is, but yeah, the urethra yes. is the you know the shaft, the inner shaft of the penis, and that's where the they can develop cancer in there. You know what? And we we talked about some of the cancer being painful mm-hmm. and you know just you saying that to me I would think that all cancers you know skin cancer etc bladder yeah. whatever it just all seems like it's painful but I would say outside of my uncle I don't really know anybody that I had a conversation with to mm-hmm. ask that mm-hmm. question right. do you guys know if you know, the other ones are painful. I know with him having the colon cancer, it, he said it was very painful. Um, I haven't. So when I was younger, I remember my uncle, because we had to go to the hospital. My uncle was probably, I would say, in his maybe late 40s, early 50s. And uh, he was like an avid person who his lawn was like immaculate. He was always outside. He was a man's, you know, he was mm-hmm. a manly man. Mm-hmm. So um, he was actually the GM at one of the halls um, in town. So mm-hmm. he was like a very busy man. Well, he started to get back pain and he ignored it for a while because he was outside all the time and mowing. It got so bad that finally he went to the ER just thinking he had pulled something. That was the only symptom that he had. Long story short, after some testing and everything else, he had, I think it was stage, I don't know, remember what stage it was when it was found, but it was lung cancer and it had already moved Mm -hmm. all the way throughout. And that is where, so by the time the pain started and got super bad, Mm -hmm. it was already far gone. Yes. And he passed not too long. I mean, I don't even, probably, I would say less than a month mm-hmm. after it was found. And this is a man who was always outside, who was always healthy, always doing everything, and just overlooked it yeah. because we get pain sometimes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the strangest part, and that's the scary part, yeah, you know, to me, yeah. is just having the pain, and you have pain 
uh, like you said, uh, all the yeah. time, right. different different pains. Right. So it's, uh, you really don't know when it's like time to get to the doctor. And when they said cancer, because I remember, like I said, I was young. I remember like my mom and my aunt, everybody just being like, what? Like it wasn't mm. even on the radar, mm-hmm. you know, when he was in there. So, yeah. yeah. Now the pain and um, I just freshly um, over the weekend, we um, memorialized uh, my cousin's wife mm-hmm. um, and she she went through three stages of cancers and three bouts of cancer. And the last one was the most painful, as I remember her saying, and that, that really, you know, because the last was stomach cancer, and, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it was just very painful. But I hear and, you know, to see somebody just, you know, and I, I said that to you, it's really hard. I've never been directly in contact to watch somebody go through those mm-hmm. phases. But seeing people that's with people go through that, and it's hard on those people as well. That's right. And just to hear that and, you know, the pain and everything that she went through, it, it was just, you know, I can't I can't imagine how painful it is yeah. from the treatments. And just you, it's an inner thing that you just can't get, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and and just thinking about the pain. So there's another side to cancer. So we know there's the different stages, as Jill mentioned. But I'll say there's some extreme situations connected to people, even when they find out that they have cancer. It's just a hard thing to hear your doctor say. And and so when you think of the extreme situations, what comes to mind outside of just thinking about the emotional well-being of that person and how they are affected? That's how come I think some people don't share with their family. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And before Jill go in, and I, I because I'm um, talking to Mr. Ayers, and I can I plug this once again? Yes. Men, every second Wednesday of the month. Mm-hmm. Please, Mr. Ayers has a great seminar, event, support group, whatever you want to call it. It's at the Impact Center on um, Paulding, right off of Hesenkessel. Um If you know where, um, what's Pastor Luther Church's name? It's slipping New my Covenant. mind. New Covenant. Mm-hmm. It's right in the, on the New Covenant campus. Go. He gives you a lot of information. And one of the things we were talking about, and I know, Jill, one of the extremes is that we as men, we hide it. We don't want, you know, the people around us to really know at first. A lot of us, you know, because we, like Jill said, her uncle, was it your uncle? Mm-hmm. We want to be those menly men. We want to be, we want to still function the way that mm-hmm. we do. So we don't tell people right off. We hide it. You know, it's it's like a shame sometimes. I know it's getting better, but, you know, a lot, a lot of men don't want to, you know, open up and tell them. And then they let it go. It gets too late. And, you know, right. but Mr. Air said that, you know, um, you shouldn't go to those extremes because your partner, if you have a partner, they should be able to know and go through it with you. If you have a family, they should be able to know and go through it with you because, you know, it hurts them as much as it hurts you. So I think the the extreme is we hide it. We don't mm-hmm. talk about it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up um, Mr. Ayers event and really any kind of um, event or support group, because not only are these, you know, gentlemen and women getting education, but it also can serve as a form of support. And that is so important because here's an interesting number. So out of 8.5 million cancer patients, almost 14,000 of those committed suicide during their diagnosis, 83% of those were men, 83%. We're men. First of all, that number, almost 14,000 people, is huge. But mm-hmm. then to know that 
83% of them were men. So also, you have to think of it, it also causes, it almost attacks the masculinity of a man. Right. Because not only are you all of a sudden no longer the provider um, or the breadwinner, the gender roles switch. That is that is very hard for a man. I mean, it's hard for anyone, but as a man to give that up, mm-hmm. we don't we don't think about that. We don't think about how a diagnosis like this can attack the masculinity of a man. And and, and that's another thing is because as you think, a, a lot of the men cancers, you know, do and women as well because they have uterine cancer, they have you know ovarian cancer. But when it uh, attacks the um, reproduction system of organs, you know, um, he, he was talking about men, you know, that, um, again, they don't feel manly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he said, you know, he was, there was a, a gentleman there, um, and he was talking about, well, I'm still a man, and I'm, I'm trying to clean it up as best as I can, because it Come was man conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, he, was yeah, saying, yeah. he was saying he could still get an erection, mm-hmm. and he could still, you know, have, he, he could have relationships with his wife, right. but he was going through prostate cancer. But let's, Ayers, let's be clear. He can still have sexual intercourse with his wife. Yes. So he wasn't affected sexually of, in that way right, at of, all. As of yet. But Mr. Ayers was saying, and he was telling him, you know, we, 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 we deem that, you know, I don't know about how women, but in the men's society, it's, it's, we deem that, that that's our virility. That's, exactly. that's how we, you know, mm-hmm. so when that fades, that plays with your mental, you know, okay. and Mr. Ayers was talking about this, you know, so you get, you, you get depressed because you're not the man that you mm-hmm. thought you were. Okay. You, know, you get depressed because you can't do the things that you used to do. And with prostate cancer, testicular cancer, uh, urethral cancer, those mess with, you know, okay. your, your, your male genitalia in some, some men it messes with their their manhood, their mind, because that's yeah. how the how it's connected. Mm-hmm. But um, Mr. Air said that you know you and Dr. Coates as well that you, he was fine now, but you got to prepare mm-hmm. for what's coming up, up the road. Wow. And a lot of us don't prepare for what's coming up the road, and that's what with the shame and everything. And then mm-hmm. when it hits us, the reality hits us. We're not right there to deal with it. You know, it, it, it messes with us mentally. It messes with us emotionally because we haven't prepared. And, and so when you say prepare, I'm just wondering, do they offer counseling to men and the women? And and if they do, I, you know, and I'm just wondering, do they have it in it together? And I can imagine them having a session with just the women. But do you know anything yeah, he, about he, that? He was mentioning that he does something, and I forget the gentleman's name that was there, but he does some counseling with people and put on with the um, counseling of people um, for that. And they encourage women to come with the men mm-hmm. because the communication that you got to have with your partner is, you know, and we, too many things are strain, uh, straining our families as well. That's so right. another thing that we don't talk about, communication is one of them. Mm-hmm. One of the things we don't talk about is our health. And these things that if somebody care for you and love you, I'm sure they're going to be there to support you. Yeah. But again, as I stated um, before, Jill was talking about the suicide. We tend to hide it because we don't we don't want to see vulnerable. And Doc V, uh, I pray nothing happens. But you always speak about how your dad is this proud man. He's this manly man. And I'm sure at one point in time, 
if something happened if you were younger, he wouldn't let you see it. I know with his age and his maturity mm-hmm. and his knowledge now, but yeah. there was a one time your dad suffered something. Right. He didn't let you see it. Yep. And we all yep. go through that. So, yep. so with men with cancer, it's a lot of shame that we got to get over. We got to, we got to stop, you know, being shameful. We got to stop being prideful mm-hmm. and we got to embrace these things because we're losing ourselves mm-hmm. by, you know, keeping it to ourselves. And it's interesting that you said it's a lot of shame because I'm wondering what else could it be? So if, it, if it's not shame, what, what else do you think it could be? I think it could be that they don't want to deal with it directly. Or, you know, I, I, I could see that, but I'm also thinking that they don't want to um, make the family sad. Put a burden on it. Yeah, yeah they don't want to be a burden. Yes. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And from my dad's perspective, knowing the type of man that he is, um, that would be his reason. He don't want a burden. You know, and so I can't help but think about Chadwick. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know who that is. Yeah. The Black, Black Panther. Panther. But Jackie I can't. Robinson. <laughs> right. Yes. I can't help but think about this man being able to endure everything that he was going through with all the testing, etc., and yet still keep functioning and people not know. Right. right. You know, right. even on set, you know, whatever he had to do to man up and to, to keep going, he did that. And so I'm thinking maybe his was didn't want to be a burden, didn't want to be treated differently mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah. And you mentioned the the burden. Mm-hmm. So um, another number that was interesting, one in five men with prostate cancer specifically experience long-term anxiety and depression. 72% of those men that are impacted will never seek any kind of help. So if you're not seeking help for how you're feeling, if you're not talking to your family because you don't want to burden them, if you're not talking to your friends because you're embarrassed to talk about it, if you're not using anything for an outlet, um, there, there are studies that show alcohol use, uh, drug abuse, uh, pain, your pain medication, um, using these outlets that are unhealthy. So as you say, you know, with men not wanting to speak about it, and you can see that difference because I, I know women right now who are very open on, let's say, social media mm-hmm. about their cancer diagnosis. Um, they'll talk about it. Other women will chime in. Yeah. Not very often do you see a man speak of it and then have a conversation openly unless it's posted by his wife or his. Even then, men don't want, they don't put it out there like women do. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a huge difference. And, 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 and I agree with that. But I'm just wondering this because the beauty salon mm-hmm. is a place where this topic comes up. Mm-hmm. Women will talk about this freely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, hairstylists, you're dealing with the hair right. and the things that's going to happen after that. So with men, I'm wondering, because they could obviously lose their hair too, going right. through the process, the treatments. So I'm thinking that the barbershop would be a good place, a comfortable place to talk about it. What do you think and do you still feel like there's a, a sense of shame that it's well, gonna stay I'm gonna dormant? Be, I'm gonna be honest as a man, when it comes to our health, that's the last thing we talk about in the barbershop. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. That's the last mm-hmm. thing we talk about, period. Okay. Um so if it's coming to this detriment, you know, of a cancer, I know we're not gonna talk about that. And we spoke about that. Mm-hmm. But these are things these are places we should feel comfortable mm-hmm. because we're among, among brethren. You know, you never know who's gonna you know, going through the same thing that we'll be able to talk about this right. but um too many times like because i 
And we talked about the colorectal cancer, you know, because the evasiveness to us as men mm-hmm. of going through the testing and trying to find it, that, that, that just doesn't play well with your psychological and your things. So like you're that. embarrassed you're and you're embarrassed. just saying, yeah, you had to go get that so test. So it's like, you know, shh, yeah, you don't yeah, even yeah, want to discuss yeah, yeah, that. We have to get this. You don't want to tell test. nobody, you just want to get that test. And you know, you make me think about, um, I was listening to Steve Harvey and I believe nephew Tommy, and they were having a conversation mm-hmm. and it was about that. Right. And they were kind of making fun, but then they got serious for a minute. But then Tommy, because he was going to have the 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 um, colonoscopy, right. he was making fun of himself and, and that he, he had to go through the process. Right. So you're right. And I can see you saying that because they did, you know, make a lot of jokes about it. But I think men make the jokes themselves to kind of ease exactly. the thought of yes. what's actually yes. happening yes. to them. Even when the, the guys, when we had our meeting, our production meeting that night, the guys were talking about it openly and there were some jokes, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is sometimes people who are, are funny are usually depressed statistically mm-hmm. like some of the best comedians you know they're funny to overcompensate for what's going on inside people right. do that too when something's uncomfortable exactly. when we get uncomfortable or nervous we laugh because that's, that's how we deal with it so watching grown men talk about something that grown men don't talk about was super cool and we weren't even on air that's just what they were doing mm-hmm. which is what needs to be done and there was some laughter you know to make it more comfortable it yeah. doesn't take away the seriousness of it but it makes it so we can have discussions yeah. you know, that are needed. Yeah. Yes. But um, and to prevent all of this or getting further, you know, down, because there's a lot of other cancers that affect men, you know, but again, um, we just don't talk about it. Melanoma, mm-hmm. you know, that's skin cancer. You know, um, unfortunately, my grandmother passed from that, but um, we're out in the sun. We as black people are out in the sun, and we don't think that we need sunscreen or anything like that. But gotta you know, have it. You gotta have it because the 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 um, the sun and the UV rays. You know, if it's just a light one, again, you should know by your skin tone and what you need. But you do need something because the sun is just beaming down on you. Um, but um, Eric ain't here because he would what? get a kick out of this one, and oh. uh, he would probably throw it at our cameraman. But I'm gonna say Uh-oh. it gently. Fair skin. Black men oh. <laughs> actually need to, you know, watch how they stay out in the sun. Extraly. We like Extra- that word. Extraly. 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 voices, we might we make up some more. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I know. Extraly. We like that word, though. Extraly. Heavens. I actually said that. Like that. Extraly. Extraly is not a word. I know that, Jim. I understand that. I speak English. We're going to carry on (laughs) in case you're just tuning in. (laughs) This is Neutral Voices, and we are talking about me and cancer, and we're trying to make it a— Yeah, just having fun. Yes. But no— Lighten it up a little bit. As a— um, black person, you got to know your skin tone. You got to know, you know, all of that. You not even know your skin texture. And I know we, a lot of us don't know that, but it helps, especially with melanoma, because you would know what kind of sun guard you would need. But, you know, fair skinned people, you know, even black people with freckles, your skin is still fair. So you That's have right. to cover up and you have to make sure these, and men, we out in the sun too, cutting grass, fixing yeah. cars, you know, yeah. some of us do construction. We're not thinking about putting on sunscreen. Yeah. That's We're right. 
and even when the even when the sun is not bright, yeah. you yeah. still need sunscreen. Because exactly. some people think if it's going to be you know a haze and cloudy, I don't need sunscreen, but you still need sunscreen. Right. My mama always yes. told me because when I was younger and liked to lay in the sun, yes, she I wouldn't lay out when it was cloudy, and she was like, "No, that means the sun has to work harder to to peek through the clouds, so it's stronger that way." I don't know if it's true or not, but no. I always got a really good tan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you, yeah, you still can. Mm-hmm. Now, see, you mentioned um, you said you you were talking about adult men, grown men, etc., and and so then you start talking about melanoma. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about young boys. Same you thing. know, the different types of cancers. What are some of the main cancers that they get and at what age? Well, in, in, it's a rare occasion for young boys, but young boys can, you know, develop testicular cancer at a young age. It's a rare occasion, but mm-hmm. it is. And and that would be hard because, you know, they're not going to know what's going Absolutely. on. They, they haven't hit puberty. So, mm-hmm. you know, things going that, you know, that Already would be shy right. and right. don't really right. want to call right. on mom to come yes. look right. or see or feel don't or just, yes. yes. Right. Don't, right. And, exactly. and it depends on what age it is. You know, they, they say as young as rare cases, as young as seven. Because, you know, that's when your testes begin to fully develop. They're not fully developed, but that's when they're going into their gestational stages and they're going into their full development. So as young as seven, rare cases, very rare cases, but it can happen. And again, like you say, you don't know what's going on in your body. Think about it if you get it at 15. You know, you're going through puberty and all of this. You think it's just something normal, but it could be something totally different than what it is. Melanoma is something, and you know, um, young men out playing sports, like, you know, you got basketball, you got, we take our shirts off in the summertime, we playing, you know, basketball, and again, we're not covering up. And then there's, you know, um, we all see the commercials and we all understand them that you you may get it as a young person or come in contact with it as a young person, but it might not develop until you're older. And that's the HPV. The human papilloma virus, right. you know that, and that is a uh, reproductive mm-hmm. cancer. You know, it can go to testicular cancer, um, urethral cancer, colon cancer, um, um, testicular cancer, mm-hmm. prostate cancer. It can go, and for women, it can go to you know uterine. Um, um, cervical and all those mm-hmm. cancers mm-hmm. because it's a reproductive cancer. But, you know, those are one things, you know, and Mr. Harris did say things you do in your youth could affect you later on in life. Yeah, so your, your lifestyle, so way yes. back then. So just before you leave that, so the hippoloma, is it, did that just come out of nowhere? I mean, look how, well, I'll say for myself, look how many years you have lived. Yeah. And it's like, this just popped up, yeah. right? So well, this is something that's been... I remember when Macy was younger, it was just um, they had to get a, a vaccine for it mm-hmm. because it was very common. Um, it usually goes by the HPV instead of the human papilloma because yes. everybody has a hard time saying right. that. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, they would always uh, talk about HPV and how the vaccine was important um, because it could develop. You know, in, into cancer. cancer. Mm-hmm. So this is something that is actually very common, especially um, more in you know young girls or women. You know who are mm-hmm. of who are sexually active, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, there's a vaccine for it now. They treat it just like um, they would an STD back then. It mm-hmm. is it is it is serious. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that to, um, yeah, that just that I had never heard of. It. And then all of a sudden, you know, here it is. Okay, so just that was about the, the young boys. So you also wanted to talk about the lifestyle and the different risk, risk factors yes. connected to men and cancer. Yes, um, A number one, and we smoking is really carcinogenic. Everything that comes in all those chemicals. And would you say secondhand smoking? Secondhand smoking. You know, that's why they, you know, banned it in most places. But think about it. And I didn't think about it till I went to the seminar. When you smoke, you think lung cancer. It's just going to resonate in your lungs. But those chemicals go throughout your whole body. And those chemicals affect your cell structure. Those chemicals affect everything in you. So it doesn't, cancer can, it can affect the cell in a whole nother area of your body. And that's where you can get the cancer. So smoking is one thing we got to, you know, we got to stop. And before you leave that, I saw a commercial. This is one of the most recent commercials when they're talking about smoking. Mm -hmm. And the lady says, uh, I think they are showing her foot. Mm Mm-hmm. And half of her foot is cut off. Mm-hmm. And so she begins to tell you the story, and it actually comes from smoking. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about the destruction of the cells, mm-hmm. then that's what, yes. yeah, that was. You know, uh, alcohol, illicit drugs, mm-hmm. even some prescription drugs, mm-hmm. because they counteract it or they're fighting one thing, but they're also destroying something yes. else. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful, you know, with the uh, even prescription drugs you're taking, mm-hmm. because it, it could be, and you, again, Side effects are, you know, things that they've seen. They're not all that's going to happen, but there are all possibilities that can happen. So you got to make sure you're taking the right drugs with the right, you know, prescription drugs, but, you know, illicit drugs and, you know, diet. Yeah. And here's one thing that's too. Being sedentary, when you just sit down, mm-hmm. you're not moving, you're not exercising. I was going to say, so you, you went to the diet, so I thought you was going get, to get into some of the foods. Oh, I'm going to get into the foods. Okay, but, uh, and then so you're in the exercise zone right exercise, now? Yes. Okay. Um, because it's something that we take for granted. We sit at a desk all day, every day. You know, a lot of us. I know I do. I don't know. But you're on your feet. I'm moving. I don't know if you're on a, you sit at a desk. But I sit at a desk most. And a lot of people sit at desks most of the day. But then when we go home, what are we doing? We're going to sit on the couch watch TV. Clarence, you sit at a desk all day? Yes. Then can I recommend the the desk that you can raise up and you can stand? I actually I get up and move as much as I okay. can. Okay, I'm just saying because you know that's why they came out with that. So yeah, I just wanted to yeah, say no. that to you or to people that sit at desk yeah, all day yeah. that you know they came up with something and it, you can actually let it up and down yes. and that way you can get, yeah, get you know those, get yes. out of the chair. Yeah. And so back to that. So exercising, you're exercising. saying so. Part of the lifestyle is that we're sitting down all the time. We're not moving. We're sitting in front of the couch, and right. now we are flipping. Right. We're not even right. getting up to change the and yeah to you're change not the TV. Your blood to flowing and your, mm-hmm. your body to process and things and things like that. You know, and that goes with the diet. We we're mm-hmm. always quick eating. Okay. We, we're, we're gonna leave here. I need all day, so I'm gonna quickly grab yeah. something. I'm gonna quickly grab something. And, you know, um, and all the stuff that we grab quickly is not nutritious or healthy for us so mm-hmm. but you know if you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and you know green leafy vegetables real green leafy mm-hmm. vegetables and mr air said this last night kale and um seaweed those are superfoods you eat a lot of that and you and know, would that be spinach too huh spinach, spinach too? yeah just green leafy vegetables okay. a lot of citrus a lot of berries you know because they have a- antioxidants in it mm-hmm. you know things like that and another thing is if you drink alkaline water if you can alkaline your body mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that helps as well. So it's it's simple things in our life that we can do, but we just don't do them. And I was just going to say that I think right now there's so much information out there that if if every person, as long as they have like a, a TV or access to books or social media, they know what they can do to prevent these things. The exercise, the eating, the things like that. We just don't. We just don't. Do we it. just don't do it. Kind of like somebody said, I don't need to hear another sermon. Right. Because mm-hmm. I already know. Because I already know I already what know. I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. But we're going to keep reiterating. To, to live right, to be righteous. <laughs> and it's the same way with our health. We already know exactly. what we should we do. do. But with that being said, so you just named some some good stuff. You were talking about the the different vegetables. Um, you said berries. Berries, yes. And so that would be any berry, all berries, blueberries, etc. You know, um, mm. you so know, some, the darker the berries, you know, the that, darker the berry. That, that's <laughs> now that is that, that thing, but that's true. I was going to say, is berries, that true with our they, health? They have the more a, a, yeah. antioxidants in it. You know, um, mm-hmm. so that the darker the berry, yes. So that's what we're going for, the antioxidants. Yes. And then we want the oily fish. Yes. We all we always want the oily fish. Yes. Oily fish. Yeah, name. cod. Um, cod. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know I cod was, cod was, was in of, the category. I, I, I know sardines. Sardines. I eat, sardines. I don't eat, mackerel. That's, a, that's the only fish I don't eat is sardines. That's but not I, a fish. That's an alien. Salmon. Sardine. Those aren't <laughs> salmon. Yeah. I eat yeah, salmon. salmon. I eat mackerel. I, I yeah, eat all of that. Good. So those good have the high in omega. Yes. Omega threes. Omega threes. Yeah. Uh, other great things. Avocado. Do y'all like avocado? I don't. I, don't. Only I was just going to say, tell me a good way to. Okay. I, I don't. I don't mess with avocado. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to get that that avocado in. No. I think. I think. I think we can get it in with a smoothie. Uh-uh. I don't know. These are not supposed to be green. I will not. <laughs> I will not. We got to figure out a way to get, to get that in because it's good for us. Yes. And, and as far as the potassium, the fiber, and also antioxidant. And then um, garlic. Mm. Y'all garlic, hear people yes. say garlic is yeah. great for everything, yes. right? So, you know, we want to keep those arteries and our yes. blood flowing good circulation. And so Greek yogurt has some good benefits and some and pomegranate juice. I recently started drinking that. Yeah, I drink pomegranate juice. Pomegranate. Yes. I dare you to mix it with beet juice. Uh-huh. Yeah, it tastes exactly like that. She dares you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I double dare. <laughs> so, listen. So, we have been having great conversation all month yes. about cancer. And um, I believe it was it was great to, to finalize it with, with men in cancer, yes. especially talking about Joe Ayers and the different events that he has been having in yes. the community and will continue to have. So, if you have not... Um, been a part of that you might want to check out joe Ayers, um Ayers communication yes he said mm-hmm. contact him on facebook yes you know, you'll get him always an amazing event helping our men in our community and it's time for us to get out of here yes and guess what y'all i got a birthday celebration yeah happy birthday yes. thank you and before we leave as we always say he is not here. He's not here. And happy, together. Happy birthday, Veronica. And always protect your mind and your mind and your mind and your mind. Good night. <laughs> protect your mind. Thank you. Shout it out real loud. Everybody wake up. Shout it out real loud. Everybody wake up. Wake up. No time for sleeping on the issues. This is neutral voices. We gon' deal with the issues. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up.